Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome to the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. Coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller producing the program for us. Glad he is with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist. The lead sports columnist in the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. A top three sports columnist in the state of Tennessee. Barely. Tied for 8th Best Sports Columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter, at MGNauto. Mark, good day, sir. As a Memphis sports fan, a Memphis sports uh, journalist, a Memphis sports talk show, uh, talk radio host, Jeffrey, did you at all feel overwhelmed yesterday afternoon with everything that was going on with the championship games? Like, no. Grizzlies, having I've, to really pay attention to three games, you know, really pay attention to three games at once. No. That no. was that was like a layup line. It was layup? It was easy? Yeah. Try sweating out eight games at the same time when you thought yeah, you Yeah, but were, you're not – that's like for betting purposes, not yeah, but for like, like – You actually are more invested in that moment than uh, you are – Okay. And also like, – So you never found yourself overwhelmed. Especially when you consider that two of the games are basketball games. Like mm-hmm. it – Basketball games kind of, it's not as, the scheming and the chess match isn't nearly as intricate as a football game. Well, I had like Grizzlies out on the, I was up at the pinnacle level media area watching the Grizzlies out on the court, had Tigers on my laptop some of the time, and then had like in the bar area behind me, you know, the NFC and AFC championship game. Like I was, I was, I was swiveling quite a bit. uh, Yeah, no, I mean, that would have been a problem for me because I've got, a terrible crick in my neck. I mean, many people <laughs> are out there are saying, like, they don't even understand how I'm here today. But, mm-hmm. again, no Brock Purdy situation here. Mm. I'm still throwing the football. Mm. Did, you see, did you see Nature Boy go after him? Did he? He, called, he said it. He... Nature Boy threw out the I survived a plane crash. <laughs> I thought we were going to get, like, something like, you know, I, I made it through a, you know, I made it through a Japanese tire iron match with no, a separated no, no. shoulder. He literally went with, like, I survived a plane crash. And then, Sometimes wrestling Twitter like really does rise the the occasion like when he was ripping on Purdy like come on get out there and someone puts like well he didn't wrestle that night <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah like yeah, come on like this oh, guy's having man. a play right well, now well and it's very appropriate because you know 
Then we also had Travis Kelsey giving wrestling promos on the podium. I thought I that mean, was he, fantastic. He was quoting The Rock. Yeah. He told this. I can't believe Who he was told, actually quoting Ed Orgeron once upon a time. Some people have suggested that Mayer is going to have trouble winning re-election because of this episode. I mean, this is why you can't do you can't do the Mayer hokey stuff. <laughs> like one thing I appreciate about, appreciate about Jim Strickland, like I don't feel like I ever have to worry about him being like, you know what, Zion? Oh, you need to have Zion's paternity tested. Yeah. Like. He, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Like, I don't have, I have very low expectations yeah. from politicians in general, but like, thank you for never. Feels, like, feels having, like Cincinnati mayor's got some digging out, digging out to do. He's got to, he's going to have to have a strong campaign yeah. next time to get reelected. I mean, he got called a jabroni on national television. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what I presume is going to be the second most watched television program of the year. Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, at least he didn't use his name. I guess. Well, it's because, in fairness, though, Kel- like, like I don't know the there, guy's name. I just a, know him as Cincinnati, the Cincinnati well, mayor. Well, now, now you know him as Mayor Jabroni. <laughs> that's right. I mean, that's it. Aftab Pureval. Yeah, I mean, I think the good thing is at least he just got elected. He, he's not running for like a year I, ago. I presume. Well, let me guess. Uh, there's a D next to his name. Um. Yes. He's yeah. Democrat. As long as he keeps winning the party nomination, he's good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So the bigger problem is, will somebody use that against him in a future election down the line for, oh, yeah. uh, for a much more You contest- cost us a Super yes, Bowl appearance, much more Mr. Contest- Mayor. Like if he tries to run from, for Ohio Senate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's that, that Now, then he's really going to have to tra- like change his allegiances because then there could be maybe, some, maybe there's some Browns fans that are excited about that. Overreaction one of the day. The Cincinnati mayor may have cost himself, yes. cost himself re-election. Uh, it is overreaction Monday. It was a big sports weekend, um, big weekend in the city. Uh, Tigers win, uh, get a big win over Tulsa. The Grizzlies get an emotional win over the Pacers coming back from 19 down uh, in a game where you know Tyree Nichols was uh, on everyone's mind as well. Um, and then we now have a Super Bowl, Eagles versus Chiefs, um, and – Jeffrey, we had a great episode of NFL Primetime we did. this week. It was it was on the main it was on regular ESPN. And you could tell Boom had that it's he had it's, a pep in his step. He had that basic cable buzz going. Yep. You know no, what I mean? Absolutely. So lots to get to on today's show. It's overreaction Monday. We'll dive into the NFL and uh, the basketball. Jason Munz is gonna join us at two forty or so. He was in Tulsa with the Tigers when they got their fifth straight win. Uh, to improve to 17-5. and five. Then uh, we'll get into NFL primetime and then the list. Uh, Nick Saban had some interesting things to say. Stetson Bennett uh, got a little too drunk over the – or I think drunk is what we're going with, correct, officially? I, I don't feel confident saying what – he was – At cl- the very least, he was drunk. He was under the influence. Yeah. He was high on more than life. Um, and uh, we had the return of a Patrick Reed controversy. Yeah. He's back, baby. All it took was one tournament. So lots and lots to get to on today's show, but let's – Let's start with our overreactions. And Jeffrey, uh, I believe you have a you have a yeah you have, a, you have a real uh, so flame throwing uh, overreaction here. Feels like uh, it will it'll hit close to home and hits multiple topics here. I mean, Mark, we know one thing is true about the great radio hosts out there. And while I would never consider myself one, the ability to cross reference sports is what <laughs> makes the great ones great. <laughs> And I had this thought to last. make comparisons between sports? Correct. All right, here Correct. we go. And typically, like, let's be real, one of them has to be football. <laughs> like, that's just the way that it works. But I was thinking about this 
as I've spent like the last like week or so. It's like, why do I love Joe Burrow so much? Why? Mm. And I've never come up with a great answer other than I don't know, but I do. And then I started to recognize, Ooh, Mark, maybe the Bengals wrote some, uh, maybe the Bengals wrote some checks that they couldn't really cash mm. with their mouths. Did they really talk a lot? Like they were, they were mad about the the neutral site game stuff, correct? Yeah, and they were but, mad about the the video. I mean, to be clear, Joe went in. Joe went in with a T-shirt yesterday that said "Sorry in advance." Like, uh, yeah, that's you true. know what I mean. Like they 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 talk a lot. Yeah, they run their mouths a lot. Like Burrowhead Stadium, all that. Yeah, that's true. Like we, they, the, we did have the Burrowhead Stadium. Talk a lot. Mm-hmm. They have. Clearly, like a transcendent star at an important position. Mm-hmm. They also maybe haven't built around him the best way. Got some nice him. pieces, correct? But maybe but I don't the know. The line sucks. Exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. maybe maybe if you have a quarterback, maybe you need to block him up. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if you have Jod, it's been proven at this point that he's not going to be an elite three point shooter for much of his career. Maybe you surround him with some guys that can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Both their head coaches are named Taylor. <laughs> or there's a Taylor connection. Zach Taylor yes. and Taylor Jenkins. Correct. Oh my gosh. Correct. I mean, I think the Grizzlies both like both like mascots with animals you do not want to mess Correct. with. Bengals and Grizzlies. Correct. Great zoos in both cities. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but my overreaction is right now the Memphis Grizzlies are the Cincinnati Bengals wow. in which you have this potential that is uncapped. Mhm. Like if Joe Cor- if Joe Burrow's your quarterback, like you really get him a is, shot every year. It the is windows true. open every year, and so far he's been proven right. Mm-hmm. Like they got beat by a field goal, mm-hmm. and they had the ball twice with a chance to win. If you look back with the Grizzlies, like when John Morant's on the floor, they got a chance. They end up losing to the they end up losing to the NBA champions in the playoffs last year, but. Make the argument maybe that a lot of that was because he wasn't on the floor. Mm-hmm. But they like to run their mouths, <laughs> and I think sometimes they might, they might, they might talk a little too much. Mm-hmm. But that's part of it, and it is you are seeing I think in the same in the same light because the Grizzlies like to talk. People are going to like to throw it right back at him. Yeah, I mean the the, the Chiefs certainly were taking delight oh in my what gosh. the Bengals. <laughs> and and the Bengals to be said. clear. I'm all in favor of that. Like I think that makes sports better in general. Well, and I would say this: uh, if you're telling me they like the Bengals, I'd say that's pretty good. Bengals went to the Super Bowl and have like barely lost an AFC Championship this year. Chances are they're going to break through next. I mean, like honestly, like they have a good shot of breaking through next year. Well, you can't would- you see a very easy narrative to like map out of them? You know, ultimately triumphing over the Kansas City Chiefs next year. They're close this year. Well, I mean, all they, they got to do is they add they- a couple linemen. Well, I mean, they triumph over them last, last year. year. I mean, you That's know. what I'm saying. They're, I think with Burrow, they're eventually, you feel this inevitability that they're. I think that they're going to break through. Here's the one caveat, though. Mm-hmm. Are they still – is it going to be as easy to do? Like, for instance, you sit there and you look at it and you go, you Once got he's Joe on Burrow. on the new contract. But when Joe Burrow's making 50 a year, 50 million a year, it sets How are you going to improve the line? Correct. Or are or you going to – does that mean you got to – like lo- You're going to lose T. Like, Higgins in, probably. Well, in the end – Tyreek Tyreek Hill's in Miami. Mm-hmm. Why? Because at a certain point, the Chiefs had to make a make a choice. Mm-hmm. They chose Kelsey Mahomes. Yeah, 
You let Reek walk. No, and and I think it probably you know like ultimately like they're you know they're going to be they're the they're the favorite right Kansas City going in the Super Bowl. No, actually Philly is. But oh man, I mean I've already this is why I'm this is why gambling's the worst. I've like yesterday I'm sitting there I was like I don't care what the number is I'm, I'm taking going, the AFC team. Yeah, they, they, yeah. It's and now crazy. that they're fa- now that the now that the Chiefs are the underdog I'm like wait wait a minute what what am I, what am I missing like it can't be this easy. Well, it's interesting you bring this all up because I was at that Grizzlies game. And, like, beforehand, it was really, I thought, interesting when Taylor Jenkins was talking about the basketball aspect of things and what they had gone through as a team. And one of the things he said that really stuck out to me was this. This was going into the game. So before they played the Pacers, this pregame shoot-around interview. He said, obviously, Ja and Tyus are doing a lot of creation for us. We don't have a lot of great outlets for them. Like, he was talking about right now, because Desmond is, and, he, is, is, is out. He, he's basically is he saying... We, is he referring to on floor? Yeah, he's okay, like yeah, saying yeah. we don't have, like, a lot of guys who they can like, they're driving to the basket and creating and then, you know, Zaire's not really hitting shots. Dylan's not really hitting shots. Um, you know, Roddy until yesterday wasn't really hitting shots, you know. Like they and, and without Bain, you know they really and they really are devoid of outlets. And like even Stephen Adams, because he is an outlet, because you know you can give him the ball in that high post and you know move around him, and they create stuff off of that. Well, I think the other thing that the other thing it was that's the very first, obvious, it was, like the loss of Adams. It is just not that easy for Ja to get in the lane at will. Well, and it was the first time to me, first time I've heard. Any an, an sort admission. of admission of the deficiencies of the roster. And it might have been just an in-the-moment one, you know, like without Desmond and Steven Adams. But nonetheless, I had not heard something like that from Taylor Jenkins. And it was only one line. It was kind of like in the middle of a long answer about what was going wrong. But I found that very interesting to hear him say that. And then obviously after the game, you know, they come back from 12 down or 19 down, win by 12. I mean, I thought it was – I thought – it was one of the best Ja and Jaron together games of their career. I don't. I'm not gonna. Say, I don't know if it was the best, but like just in terms of even in the first half, they were the two that had it going for the Grizzlies, and it felt like in that third quarter, the two of them really willed Memphis on that run. Like they were playing, and then dragged everyone else on the team with them, and then you know, then you got you know Tyus and Zaire hitting some big shots, and Roddy playing well. Um, and Tillman giving you good – like, it felt like they dragged the energy out of the rest of the team, and they were both really special last night. And we, we, I just don't – we don't see that that often where both of them feel like they're on the top of their game. It also was one of the nights where it felt like the shot distribution – like, even though as bad as the first half was mm-hmm. – it was nice to see this shot distribution feel like what your eyes say. It felt it like be. Jaron was getting the second Correct. most second most Correct. opportunity. And so you look at it last night. It ends with Ja with the most at twenty one, mm-hmm. no problem there. Mm-hmm. Jaron with nineteen, yeah, second highest. Then Dylan at eleven and Tyus at ten. It's like, okay, that sounds that sounds about right. And 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 I'll say this: I thought it was also very interesting to me. He plays Ja the entire second half. John never left the floor in the second half. No. And Jaron played a season-high 38 minutes. This was an important game for a lot of reasons. I think that, that's how that's how Taylor Jenkins looked at it. And I think that's how they all were looking at it. Okay, so call, you know, label me cynical, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not saying that that what happened last weekend had no impact on the game. I do you not know, Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. And and everything with the Tyree Nichols video the aftermath, release. Everything. Yeah. I'm not saying that that has had no emotional impact. I do not think that had any impact on Taylor Jenkins' decision to play John Jaron the minutes he did in the second half. But that's this is the reason why I'm bringing that up. I think it's fascinating to note we are seeing like okay a five game completely winless road trip. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell there was an emphasis of buck stops here. Yes, I I would not. I think these two things can both be true. I think emotionally. Just like everyone, the release of that video affected them in certain ways. I also think the motivation yesterday was complete, was almost completely related to we we're on a five game losing streak. We haven't done this since Jaws rookie year, and like this is the Pacers. They've lost nine. Like I think that was where a lot their motivation to win, so to speak, was not necessarily tied. To Tyree Nichols, but like that, that's not to say they weren't thinking about the Tyree Nichols situation. You know what I mean? Right. It, it was two separate things that I think were both, you know, both weighed on them. But I just sensed after the game, the whatever you want to call it, like Josh said to Fish, like we needed it, and I think I think that was related both to the losing streak and Tyree Nichols. But at the same time, I th- I just think I what just you saw like, was... I felt like that was more basketball-related. Yes. I'm sorry, I yeah, did. No, no, like, no, no. I, I agree. I'm paid to give my opinion. That's what my opinion was. And, and you know, I think there's two separate things, ultimately. Correct. And, to, again, to say, like, oh, it has no emotional impact, I I can also acknowledge, like, that would be misguided. But the the thing that stood out to me is, I think watching that game, even though... We've mentioned on the show, one of the trends that is clearly a thing is the Grizzlies, the first home game after a long road trip, that's typically not been a great night for them. And we saw that, particularly in the first half. But what I thought was more interesting is about the game and what it said. When you were watching the game last night, and I don't know, maybe you could tell me what it was like in the building. But I just kind of like, as you're watching it, and particularly in the first half, and you could tell at times, like in the first quarter... The Grizzlies were trying and it just wasn't working. Yeah. That's what Taylor Jenkins said too. He's like, we just he's like, I liked our energy. We just weren't hitting shots. Correct. There was this moment of, oh, is there like a real problem? No, I was I I was thinking the same thing in the arena. I was going, man, like, do they need to make a move to like shake things yeah. up because like something's actually wrong here? Because it was like John Jaron are playing well, and yeah. they're still down by you know they're down by double digits. You would think if you have a scenario where those two are playing great on the offensive end, mm-hmm. you would think it would be like a cruise situation for the Grizzlies, yeah. and that was clearly not the case. Now, the second half, they got the pace going. Like right now, especially without Bain and without Stephen Adams, like those are essentially. And maybe Jaron will will Jaron's post ups will replace this because they're out. But like ultimately, they were like probably your second and third best half court offensive outlet set to use the word Taylor Jenkins used. Like it's Wait, what's this one. I apparently don't need to add to this one to the. To I think our, you do. Like we don't have a lot of outlets. I think he's talking about like outlets are like things you can get your power. You know, like things, things you can to get, plug in. Yeah, things you can get your offense from, and like it's. <laughs> 
when you <laughs> not outlet passes, not people to pass to. It's like no, this is where you're gonna get charged up. Yeah, like this is where you get your offense from, and it's like it's <laughs> it's it's Stephen in the high post. Okay, I'm low key more in on this one than a lot of. This is already better than like vitamins. Well, you only used it once. So I don't. I don't, I don't I, know if I'm there. I yet. would rather see this be a thing. Okay, we have. To, I think it's too early to say whether it's a thing, but we're monitoring. Yes, but like the, obviously the number one option is the Jaw Stephen Adams pick and roll, or just Jaw pick and roll, if you will. Jaw going to the rim. Yeah. Number two option is probably like Desmond Bain shooting, but it's also like tied into Stephen Adams at the high post, like sure. a like. You see a lot of Desmond's offense come off of that high post action, you know, and then it's Jaron in the low post. You've lost two of your three, like, thing, you know, thing outlets there. Power sources. Yeah. And um, I think that, you know, it just makes things a lot harder. They have to get out and run. They just have to, I think, more so than ever right now because they don't have Adams' offensive rebounding. So, like, they're not getting, they're probably not getting, they're not going to get as many shots as they were. And then. You know, Bain is probably their. You know, he's their second best half court player, especially. I mean, he might be their second best player overall. I think, given his impact on the defensive end, it's Jaron. But like, he's certainly their second best half court offensive player, Desmond Bain. And so, um, when you're not, when you don't have both of them, you know, it makes things difficult. Now, Bain, it sounds like, is a minor. They're calling him day day to day. You know, like I don't. Even though he's listed as doubtful yesterday, I don't. I. I sense maybe he'll play Wednesday. If he doesn't play Wednesday, he'll play the next game. Um, but his doesn't sound serious. Now, obviously, we know Adams is out. You know, probably a month now for uh, still another month. I go. I guess though, this is kind of the the bigger issue that I have. So we've kind of we've all we've all acknowledged trying to make sense and like grasp big picture takeaways from the regular season is becoming more and more difficult. Than probably ever before. Mm-hmm. Just to, on what a what a game means on a given night feels like it has been never being able to determine the value of it feels like it's never been less. But what I do think, though, we can say for certain, we know in the playoffs what is going to matter, and in the general in the playoffs, what matters is what do you do in the half court, and can you get stops? I'm still a little concerned that. You know, part of the answer for the Grizzlies was figuring out a way to get the pace going. Because, you know what I mean? Like, doesn't that feel like, okay, that gets you through this test. But is that really fixing anything? Like, to me, I view it almost like when you take a decongestant pill. Like, yeah, your nose is stuffed up. Like, you're not actually fixing it. It's just you can, you can figure out a way to breathe for tonight. Yeah. No, I, we don't know if stuff is, quote, the problems are quote-unquote fixed. I mean, it's an interesting time for this team. I mean, you've got the Adams injury, and then now, and, you know, Conchar hasn't been playing, and Bain has been out the last two games, and you've got Danny Green about to come back. You know, you're about to, like, inject him into everything. Um, and you just had your first five-game losing streak in, like, two, three years. Um, it's suddenly a lot of things. Have, and then you got, you know, the Tyree Nichols situation is like, you know, has obviously caused a certain amount of emotional strain as it has on everyone, um, you know, who's distraught and distressed over what happened there. 
And so it's a lot of things happening all of a sudden all at once for this team. Um, and so it's an interesting and, – and then you've got the trade deadline like a week and a half away. Like this is your – this is where you're – it's not like it's happening after the trade deadline you're just like we got to work through it. Like right. there is a path where you could decide to, ch- you know, change things up if you want to. At the same time, they just lost five games in a row. And they're still what four games up on third place or something like that. Well, and on top of that, only like, two and a half back of Denver. Two, two back of Denver. So like it feels you know. like you had, and you definitely, you clearly did. You had your worst stretch of basketball of the entire year, and it basically cost you two games in the standings. And, and, and not even, re- not even with the right. third place team, you're still got the you same. Still league. have a sizable gap. You cost yourself a chance to really put away any doubt that you were gonna. You know, like you'd be sick. You know, you could be like. Whatever, six I, games up right now. If you go three and two on that trip, but I like think whatever, I think it's fair to say you probably cost yourself a chance at Taylor Jenkins coaching the All Star game. Yeah, but that seems to be about the only real consequence. Yeah, I think that's right. And uh, so, but I, but going back to your original overreaction, like I think I I think I'm okay with them being the Bengals. I think the Bengals is a good spot to be. I think it's a good comparison. Yeah, I'm not saying. I mean, it frankly, a- the Grizzlies haven't quite accomplished what the Bengals have. At no. this point. No, and I'm not even saying it as a negative. Like, in the end, if I told you right now the Grizzlies would have the ball twice in the final minute, essentially, I, I think that would probably be the, maybe the equivalent. Yeah, final minute, twice to go take the lead mm-hmm. in the Western Conference Finals, the a deciding game. Is there anyone on the planet that wouldn't take that right now? No. I mean, if they make the Western Conference Finals, this would be a great season. Yeah. Like, it'd be, you know, obviously one of the greatest in franchise history, if not the greatest, depending if, on how it goes. If they win a game in the Western Conference Finals, it is the greatest season yeah. in 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 franchise history. So, it's, a, it's an interesting moment. Here, here's an overreaction, Jeffrey. Right. So, the other thing that happened with the Grizzlies this weekend is this Reddit mm. conspiracy theory thing with Jared Jackson Jr.'s stats. Um, and I would say this, I think everyone's, and I think you agree with me, I think everyone might be missing, overlooking the real story on this Jaren, yeah, no, I, on I, this Jaren conspiracy thing. Let me, let me. It's not about the stats. No. It is not. It's ultimately. about what caused, what caused this, what like, caused no, it to go public. There has not been enough scrutiny over, like, how did a Reddit post, a random Reddit post? Well, first off, Mark. Step into the doctor's office. You came to the right place. First <laughs> like, and foremost, number one. First and foremost, how did that how did that go so viral so quickly? Well, furthermore, TLDR, too long, didn't read. <laughs> That's kind of what Jared said Correct. yesterday. Jared said my homies let Correct. me know about it, and all I know is that they told me I beat the case. Correct, <laughs> which I thought was a great response. So, let's just start right there. People that know how to use the internet. Know not to do a dissertation. Mm. You gotta fire those takes quick. So I'm already woke to begin with. Mm. When I see it's a lot of research. When I see how much work went into it, I'm already woke. All right. Then number two, the no duh. Uh, Mark, how many Reddit posts did the 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 poster in question have prior? I believe it was a new account. Oh, <laughs> From what I understand, from what the Twitters told me, All I right. believe it's a new quote. Maybe I'm a little uh, wrong, but it's how it, this was not a dedicated Reddit user. All right, folks. And then finally, that thing 
moved very quickly. Very quickly. We got a plant. That story was planted. Like, that was written by somebody. Somebody connected I, to some other team. Here's what I'll say. I believe the Grizzlies believe that. I don't. I can't tell you that mm. for sure. But I'll just tell you, I was at FedEx Forum yesterday. I believe the Grizzlies believe it was planted. And I'm willing to go as far as this. When people are like, what do you mean planted? I think it could have been planted by another staff. I'm well, not saying maybe assistant... I, could have been a video guy. Could have been someone with. I think it. they also have not ruled out it's gambling related too. Like that could very well be part of it. Oh. Like I'm not saying it's just. It could be the NBA. It could be another market. team. I I think there's also some thought it could be gambling related. Okay, here's the. You know what? Here's the God's honest truth. Because here's what I'll tell you. I'll tell you this though. No, here's the, here's the God's honest truth. If it is something gambling related, they'll get to the bottom of it before the league will. I'll just tell you this. That one thing, thing if the one thing the gambling commission will not allow is manipulating in the market. Like in the end, like you've got to make it a fair market. I believe someone with some kind of influence, be it as an NBA personnel or whatever, or Vegas related, I believe that they that like how else does a Reddit post gain that much steam that quickly? Because Jeffrey, I got a text. You know who alerted me to this post? A couple hours after it was posted. An NBA assistant coach on another team. Well, he's right there already a suspect. <laughs> he, or she. No, the funny thing is. I was, that's who text. That's how I found out about it. From what I understand, like people were calling the Grizzlies as early as like 8.30 in the morning asking about this. It was like two, three hours after this thing got posted. And I just... I don't know, like, how does a Reddit post get that much credibility that quickly? How does that happen? So, we have Reddit posts every day with conspiracy theories about all manner of things. None of them came close to what that one, that this Jaron Jackson Jr. thing did. Okay, so I think a couple of things helped. Number one, it was a Saturday. And so, everyone was able to kind of stop what they were doing and look at it. Number two, I don't know why... I think maybe because in the end, it's the only sport where we know that officiating has been tied to fixing games and gambling has been proven no matter mm-hmm. how much they try to deny it. Like, it's been proven. Mm-hmm. It does feel like NBA conspiracies. Like, they just, they... It, it lends itself it's, to conspiracies. It's, the U, we, it's we just have it, part of it. Dating back to the Ewing draft Correct. lottery thing. Correct. With like, the folded the, the folded Michael cards. My, was Michael Jordan, Jordan really gambling. suspended? Yeah, what, was like, he suspended yes. for gambling and Correct. Stuck, not his dad dying? Correct. And going to baseball? Correct. But also, I think there's something else you can take away from it. And it kind of goes like to what I'm talking about at the beginning. Definitely appears at this point the Grizzlies get under people's skin. <laughs> I think that's right. I think that is I do a think huge were part a, of it. There were a lot of people rooting for yes, that thing to be no, right. I, there I were do. a lot of people rooting for, oh, I knew it was too good to be true, those Grizzlies. Well, and first off, like let's just at least get down to the very core of it. The fact that someone went through every single block, even if you have – even if you have access yeah, to the went, video equipment. That, went, this yeah. is fishy. Correct. Jared Jackson Jr. is getting all these blocks. I'm going to go check it. Man. Like, who does that? Right. Someone with an agenda. Yeah. So we can acknowledge there is at least an agenda. 
so that agenda begins typically from a place of one of two things, Mark, and they're usually pretty closely aligned. A place of annoyance or a place of hate. And that's what we got here. Because then the best part is the Kurt Goldsby's of the world that had yeah. to go and spend a yeah. Saturday yeah. debunking this. Kevin O'Connor. Yeah, like, now, also, who the hell? Like, could you imagine this? This is like. Well, I'll say this. This, this would be like me going and and literally writing down. It'd every, be you going through the game. It no, would be Herbert. You, it'd yeah, be Herbert, like going yes. to try and diminish Herbert's. Yeah. Like, that was only Go- a nine yard throw. He got an extra yard. Like, literally, yeah. like me trying yeah. to like knock him under 5,000 yards. Yeah. That's exactly yes. what it would have been. Correct. This guy, really, this and is that, not a 5,000 yard passer. That shows you that my. My disagreements about the Justin Herbert controversy. There are people crazier than you. They're football related. Yeah. And it's simply it's because. It's not personal. It, exactly. It is simply football related. <sighs> and I did appreciate the cheer then went out and got five blocks at home. Um, did he? <laughs> last night, yeah. Did you see it? No, I, I, I guess. How was well, the, the other thing was the six examples they put out there on steals and blocks. Like, most of them I was like, you don't know the definition. The defini- I went and looked it up. The definition of a steal is the person who knocks it loose. Not the person who grabs possession Correct. of the ball. Not, not the person, yes. And this, the person who was going through this clearly was going by a definition of, the, well, the person who gets the ball is the one who gets the steal. Correct. And most well, of the then, examples he gave, it was Jaron knocking the ball loose. All I would literally go is, hey, dude, he went 18 straight games, home and away, with this streak going. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what, what do you... It's ridiculous. But, hey, the Grizzlies are back on track, and uh, who was, hopefully. Who were, some of the, who were the, some of the other defensive player of the year candidates? Um, I mean, Rudy Gobert is one every year. Yeah, but year. I feel like I, but he has missed too many What's games. What's his name? The, the guy from Brooklyn, Nick Claxton, has been claiming <laughs> okay. he's like the defensive player. Like basically, basically oh, well, his uh, argument is like, look at – like, do you see how bad Kyrie is at defense? Like, you know, like stuff like that. That's basically his argument. Okay, actually, though, uh, <laughs> put that guy on the sus list because here's a couple other things I want to point out. You texted me at, what, like 9 with it? Something like that in so the morning. You, so that means it had been up for how long? I don't know. I think so, it went up at like five, six in the morning. Well, then like it's clearly an East Coast person. Yeah, <laughs> like we can at least establish that this is coming from the East Coast. So that guy's on the sus list. Mm, Nick Claxton or someone or the, affiliated the, the, with Nick right, Claxton. the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn, yeah, the Brooklyn guy who says he's he, you know, he's been claiming defensive player. I mean, who else? Would Marcus be? Smart was the is the defending you know defensive player of the year, but yeah, I can't. Eh, that didn't. This is going to be someone looking to diminish. Marcus is not going to be in that category. I mean, a lot of people initially feel like it was a Warriors fan. Could it be Draymond going you backstabbing as Michigan State guy? It could be just a now. Now we're getting into the good theory. It could just be a Warriors fan, just in general. Yeah, yeah. Super online. Like if you're going to tell me someone that's someone, not someone from outside the the assistant coach or whatever the front or whatever, someone from a team affiliation. Now we're cooking with gas. Mm-hmm. Super online, uh, very passionate, deranged, uh, thinking that they're making like insanely good sense when really you're going, you're a freaking crazy person. <laughs> like you literally are a crazy person. Oh, Go outside. Man. Well, I thought Jaron handled it well. 
uh, making jokes about. It. He said he like he said he uh, when he went to the by the scores table after the starting lineup introduction. Who do I thank? Yeah, he, well, he said who's helping me? Who's been helping me out here? Uh, <laughs> but uh, and then you had Ja in his little. I thought Ja had a great line last night too. His little scuffle with uh, Nemhard. He said, uh, uh, "I went to check his temperature. He didn't have a fe- he didn't have a fever." Okay, I'll be the brain or on the parade. Check his temperature. I thought it was good. There, there's a better way to do this. Like I. To check the temperature. I was like, so he's well, cool. The more insulting part was he's looking at the at the stat sheet and admitted out loud, like I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Andrew. Like he didn't know how to no, say Nemhard. No, like that great. was good. That's great. He didn't. He didn't but even say Nemhard. I got a problem with the check his temperature and he didn't have a fever. Like I'm sitting there going, so he's cool. Like what? 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 Like there's got to be a better he way. He wasn't to hot. Say, like, he wasn't ready no, to. No, there's got to be a better way to say he he backed down. Yeah, like he folded like a chair. You know, like so. Mm-hmm. If you want to do a cooler way, that's fine. But like the temperature thing makes me go in another direction that doesn't make it mm. doesn't make you come out on top. It did. I did think that whole thing. You know, that got that got that got Ja going. Clearly did in that game. He had a different level of urgency. I mean, maybe, but in the third quarters, Ja's been really good all no. year. Yeah, I mean, they were already. It was already starting to tilt the Grizzlies' way. But that felt like it really got him going. All right, let's do a quick Tigers one before we get to Munns. Okay. Ooh, All right, you, Tigers overreaction. You, you ready for this? Okay. Because I know, again, you're trying to watch on your laptop. I did watch the full game, like, this morning. Second. My overreaction, it is a delight to watch a drama-free Tigers team. <laughs> that was it. That was the definition of a professional road win. Correct. Right like, there. You know yeah, what? it was a little closer for a while, but ultimately, like, when push came to shove, you went and just... Put them away. You got the lead before the half, and then when it came down like the final 10 minutes of the game. They, they went ahead by one with like 13, 14 right. minutes to go, and then they, Kendrick Davis and DeAndre, Elijah McCadden. DeAndre and De- didn't foul. And Deontay the, Kennedy were just like, all right, time to go. Yeah. Time to put them away, and they did. And by the time you Very got professional like, by the time you got to the eight minute mark, you'd made it basically a, a double digit lead, mm-hmm. and you just suffocated in the rest of the way. Yeah. No, it was a it was exactly what the doctor ordered against the worst team in the league on the road. It was how you, yeah, yeah, you could have blown them out, I guess. Well, but like you still covered. Yeah, like the reality is you won comfortably, and so now they sit here seventeen and five. Um, you know they're not in the top twenty five, new top twenty five rankings, but does feel they're in like, GPS. They've certainly they certainly feel like they have uh, stabilized after that rocky start to conference. They're now seven and two. Jason Munns was in Tulsa yesterday. I believe he drove back this morning before the before the ice. Uh, and uh, he's going to join us next. We'll talk Tiger hoops with the Tiger basketball beat writer over the commercial appeal on the Giannato and Jeffrey Show. You're listening to 92.9 FM ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by Xfinity. Unbeatable internet. Made to do anything so you can do anything. Only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on Memphis' Sports Station. 92.9 FM. ESPN. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state that you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement of BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions 21 years of age or older. Tennessee only. All promotions are subject to qualification eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets. Big burn. Non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. Jason Munns covers the Memphis Tigers for the commercial appeal. He's on Twitter, at Munsley. Joins us each and every Monday. Munns, what are we listening to? You know what it yeah, is. Come on, this is Beast Boys. Beastie Boys, yeah. The beastiest of boys. This is sure shot off of ill communication. Are, are we in the trust tree? Are you yeah. Don't, don't uh, talk I ill don't, of the Beastie Boys. I don't boys. have they're the Beastie good. Boys, Gene. Oh, they're good. They're good. Oh, man. That's they got nice. such a distinctive sound. I, I will agree with that. It, it's still, they've never had anything where I was like, I got to listen to that again. No, no, no. no. Oh, come on now. Not, again, not even sabotage. Like that, that is unassailably. Like, like that's that's it's a great intro. Just, I will get. I'll grant you that. Man, that is wow. That is crowd just, here. My my problem with the Beastie Boys is they feel very like they we found a gimmick. And I'm a, I, I'm no. not big on gimmick bands. Okay. Oh my, that is that is scorching. Very gimmicky. That is that is a scorching take. Well, I'm, I'm, coming, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking your... hot tea right now. I'm just. I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm high on takes right now. Got a lot of got is a lot of tea over yeah, there. Yeah, you got in your this hand? is this is high tea, if you will. <laughs> I mean, it's something to be said for for going out on a limb and and. Uh, I just don't have the gene. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's all right. Okay. Fair enough. All right, Munz. I want to get your thoughts on this. You were in Tulsa. I called it a professional win by the Memphis Tigers yesterday, um, taking care of business against the worst team in the league. They've now. They're now seventeen and five, seven and two in the league. I've got they, the the real stats. If you want them, you ready? Okay. Uh, one and two quad one, mm-hmm. five and three in quad two. Mm-hmm. So a combined six and five in quads one and two, five and zero oh in quad three, and six and zero oh in quad four. So eleven and zero oh in quads three and four. Um, and Jeffrey commented net, net forty one. By the way, 
Jeffrey commented that, you know, it's refreshing to have a drama-free Tiger basketball team like this. And mm-hmm. and I agree, it should be refreshing. But, but mm-hmm. Mark's in the Patriots business. And it feels like people are less interested in this team than they were last year's team. Even though yeah. this year's team, things are going much smoother than last year's team. Now, maybe that explains it. Ultimately, people is like chaos. Bi- is this a bigger commentary on society at large? It, yeah, like it might be, yeah. Jeffrey. It might be. Yeah. All right, can I offer an alternative? I would like to know, like, because I, y- y'all both have access to, y'all can see what the interest is in particular stories. Mm-hmm. I would like to know, though, in general, I feel like the numbers got inflated last year because of outside interest. Well, you had you had, you had right Monty, around right you had around Monty now Bates stuff in general, and then you had Penny's rant, correct? After after the SMU game, and very oh yeah, absolutely that drove interest I, my, in the team. My, my working theory is that Memphis Tiger basketball fans are no less invested than they were last year, mm. and I think that all of that outside up, actors, correct? Uh, they tainted the waters, correct? And those hey, those aren't the people you're locking arms with. What's well, what I mean, say like, you, Jason? Well, you say that, Jeffrey, but I have heard from I'm not going to pretend that it's like some huge number, but like I would I would I would I would say that it's if there are, you know, a couple of handfuls of people who feel this way, then then there then there probably are more. Yeah. Um I mean there there are people who around the USF Tulane ECU rough patch checked out like they, 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 well, they, they said they were checking out. Um, I don't, you know, who knows exactly if that's true, but like, uh, or, you know, how true it is, but, uh, or how long it lasted. But, you know, I, I, I did hear from a number of people who like, you know, who aren't outsiders, who, who, you know, are invested. They, they are invested in this program who said, I can't take it. Like the the uh, up and down inconsistencies, it's too much for me. I you know, wake me up at the end of February. So um, I think though, I think this is a larger issue. If it's an issue, I guess is my is my point. And that mm-hmm. the larger issue is we are seeing increasingly fewer games on the schedule that people care about. Yeah. And I I don't know if that's specific, like, because in the end, in the end, what is kind of a non-engaging way to to watch basketball is what they're going through right now. Hey, you're going to play a bunch of games, and literally the only thing is you're not going to get any credit for winning them. Just don't go lose them. Yeah, I mean, and and that's like you know that's not really Memphis's fault. It's just like the, the nature of of the it's the it's the fact of the matter that uh, with the conference that they're in, um, you know, because and they and like you know the parts that they can control, they are uh, they're doing the best they can. You know, like they had a really they had a bunch of names on this non conference schedule, and then um, you know they're do they're trying to do the same thing next season and beyond. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I, it, it, it feels so weird that this team is 17 and five and they are playing with the odds on favorite to win the conference player of the year. Uh, and I, like, you know, people are, 
you know, he's on the, what, the wooden list and the, uh, you know, he was a preseason All-American. He's, he's well on his way to becoming, a, a, you know, a, a true blue All-American. Um, and, then, and then another guy who uh, is a surefire first-team All-Conference guy and, you know, there for a while was, like, starting to make it seem like he might be even uh, wanting to challenge Kendrick Davis for um, – you know, like a few, a few things, uh, a few accolades, but, and, and they're 17 and five and, and, you know, they're, they're right there breathing down the necks of, uh, of Houston and Temple and the, and the conference standings. And it just, yeah, it's like, it's people, people genuinely, it seems like there is a segment of the fan base that is like, I just, I just can't get up for this. I just can't. And that's unfortunate. Well, I think I think if they keep winning, that will not be the case. And if you look, sure. we just got through. I would call it, I guess, a lot. Won a lot of road games in the month of January. There are more road games than home games, and the home games, by and large, were not, you know, the most interesting games. Right. Like SMU, Wichita is not good this year. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I guess the the Tyler Harris game was interesting. Um, but like Cincinnati was on the road. Now you're you're about to hit a five game stretch where you get Tulane at home. It's Lorenzen Wright Jersey retirement day. Um, you're looking for revenge against Tulane. I think that's an interesting game. You're gonna break Cincinnati's coming to town here over the next five games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and uh, it all leads. And then you also get UCF at home, a kind of a revenge game as well. Obviously, after that double overtime loss. And then it all, and I believe Temple, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I guess but the I Cincinnati would, would game is those. after is later. Actually, it's Temple, UCF, and it, it's two, three of the next four are at home. And frankly, you're going to be favored in every game over the next four: Tulane at USF, Temple, UCF. Leading into that at Houston game on Sunday, February nineteenth, I think there's a chance here for them to kind of grab people's interest. I mean, I, I, I hope so. Uh, yes, they're, they're like you said, it's because we should, people should get interested. Like it's a good well, team. Like, I guess the problem that I'm, I guess the problem that I'm dealing with is, is this a Memphis problem or is this a college college sports problem? I think That's it can be both. I think it can be both. I mean, and I, I understand like, cause to like the counterpoint to what I'm saying is, well, tickets are down. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that's a legitimate, yeah. and that's that's not really like that's a legitimate. If you're just trying to gauge interest and whatnot, but I guess my point is, I don't think if this team had a bunch of drama, I don't think that it would be more more people at the correct games, for instance. Correct. Yeah. All yeah, I know is that they're pretty right. darn good. I mean, you got two. You're going to probably have two first team All Conference guys, and probably the Player of the Year in the league in Kendrick Davis mm-hmm. and DeAndre Williams. Elijah McCadden and Keontae Kennedy have become a nice little tandem here in the starting lineup. Um, you're about to get Malcolm Dandridge back probably next weekend against Tulane. Um, they've really, it just seems like they, they've, they're back in a nice rhythm. Um, and yeah. like, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see what they do here over the last month, month and a half of the season because it feels like they're picking up steam. And if they do, as you said, like you, you said, they're they're more than likely going to be favored uh, in every game up until the Houston game in 
in February if they, you know, if they like if they're twenty one and five going into that exactly. Houston game, they're both going to be ranked. Right, you know, right, it'll be a, that'll right be a big game. Right now, basically, Ken Palm's saying they will be favored in every game except the two Houston yeah. games. But if they win the next four, and, you're twenty-one and five going into that, right. and and eleven and two in league against probably maybe a twelve and one in league Houston team. Like it'll be there will be a lot of uh, it'll be you know one of the biggest conference games just in terms if it's ranked because I don't think Memphis has ever have they been ranked when they've beaten Houston in previous years. Obviously, the Houston no, games not, have been a big no. deal because of Memphis's spot on the bubble and Houston being really good. But I don't think they've ever both been ranked in that game going into it. I need to go. I need to go look at it. But I don't think since Penny's gotten here, I don't think they've been ranked any later than like the past January. Um, I think all the ranking, all the times they've been ranked, they've been it's been you know November, December. Um, um, but yeah, like. It we are we do it does feel like we you know Memphis uh, the Tigers are building towards something that could be really really special, um, mm-hmm. and and you know hopefully uh, hopefully it, it, it you know the buzz starts to build and um, and uh, and they can sort of feel it you know what I mean like feel the way it's supposed to feel in this town when when the Tigers are really rolling. And, and I mean, listen, like, uh, it, it should not be lost on anyone what 21-5 and five would represent um, at this time of year, if, if that's, you know, indeed uh, how it all shakes out. That's a couple like, weeks off. You know, that's a couple weeks off yeah. where we can really, really be, you know, again, even frankly, if they, honestly, if they go 3-1 and one over the next four I think you still feel pretty good about where you're at. Yeah, well, well, let's just talk about now, 17-5. and five. Like, it should not be lost how significant that is, given how, you know, like how sort of iffy things have looked, uh, usually at the midway point or a little bit past the midway point of, of you know, pretty much every season uh, since Penny's gotten here. Like, like this is pretty – this is a pretty sizable step forward for the – uh, for the program, um, based on you know, based you know, relative to the past four, four last year through twenty two well, games, well, based, they were based on my quick research. The last time Memphis has played a ranked on ranked game mm-hmm. was Wichita State on January 9th of twenty twenty. Wichita State was ranked twenty three, and Memphis, yeah. and Memphis okay. was that was like uh, twenty two at the time. Twenty two, yeah, they just lost to Ole Miss. I want to say, yeah. Um, no, and and like for instance, last year through twenty two games, they were fourteen and eight. Um, right. The year before that, it's a little different because it was the COVID year. But through twenty two games, they were fifteen and seven. Um, yeah. Year before that, twenty nineteen twenty, through twenty two games, they were also seventeen and five. Um, so that's the, the 1920 team also had this. And then literally right when they went 17 and five, they, they lost three in a row. Um, that was the COVID the year where there was no NCAA tournament, but they went into the, it felt like they went into the AAC tournament. Um, outside looking in. Yeah. Um, and then his first year through 22 games, he was like 13 and nine. Yeah, I just looked it up. Yeah, but big big Saturday for the American Conference. You've got one and two facing off against each other. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.